what we do here is go back, 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 back. You know, not to point the finger by any means. This isn't the Panthers. This isn't the Jaguars. Another 2-0 AFC West team. This is the Raiders who beat the Ravens and the Steelers. Welcome back to another edition of the Raider Take Podcast. I am Micah McDonald. With me, as always, is Andy McDonald. And the Raiders have a good defense. That's it. That's the podcast. That's all you guys need to know. Appreciate you joining us. Yep. As, as always, Raider Nation, stand up. We love you guys. Um, that has been our pod for the week. Quickest one we've ever done. So I will ask you, my friend, how, how are you doing? Roll reverse here. Ooh, wasn't ready for that one. I'm doing good. I a lot of range of emotions, a lot of stress going on watching the game. I think it, definitely not as bad as the the game prior to that though. But all in all, I'm feeling good. Just you know, recording on a Monday night, still riding high from it. You know, still riding high from checking Twitter, looking at social media, reading articles and stuff today. Uh, I can't wait for the power rankings to come out tomorrow so I can get pissed off at something. Um, so, yeah, all in all, feeling good. Well, you're feeling about the same that I am. So, um, Victory Monday is a sweet day indeed. But as as always, as we know as Raider fans, there's a lot of things to to think about. And and as, as much as you're in the moment and feeling good about the win, there's all, always the, the fear that kind of sets into where it's like, well, TJ Watt got hurt and <laughs> all these things could have happened. And what about this team? And what about that team? It doesn't matter, man. We're just moving on and we're 2-0. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to start with a little um, week two NFL recap. So this is our, um, you know, our recap episode um, from week two for the Raiders and for the NFL. So we're going to start to um, a, a new segment that I had talked to Mike about prior to this, and it's called Yeah, Sure or Yes, Sir. And now I, I'll have to explain as I usually do. And, and so at times when I if I'm doing something and I ask someone, Hey, I'm at the store. You want me to grab this or Hey, whatever, whatever the question is. And I get the, the answer from the recipient on the other line. And they say, yeah, sure. Because I'm a child and I have a five-year-old brain and, and I think things are funny. I, I say, did you say, yeah, sure. Or yes, sir. And then what I realize is, Hey, this is actually a segment. And as it is relative to the NFL, because it is week two, a lot of things that were going into the year that we thought these teams are this, they're that. And after two weeks, we're like, hmm, we don't know. So I'm going to send um, or actually ask Mike a few things about um, headlines throughout the NFL that are not Raider related and also not AFC West related. And I'm just going to say, hey, are you a yeah, sure, like I don't buy it or yes, sir, that is the truth. So Micah, are you understanding of the rules up to this point? Yes, absolutely. And I I wouldn't have wanted you to stumble across the segment any other way than that. But thank you. Understood. Understand the assignment. Ready to rock. Now, the first thank you for saying stumbling upon that. Um, the first thing is the Carolina Panthers are for real. They're two and oh, they beat the Jets week one. They beat the Saints in week two. Are the Carolina Panthers for real? 
I I'm gonna go with a yeah sure on that one. The question mark from week one a little bit with the Saints was like, okay, are they for real? Are they coming out and are they, you know, they come came out and just absolutely demolished the Packers, um, and then Panthers beat the Jets. The Jets are the Jets, so it's kind of one of those things where they beat a very shitty team and they lost to the Saints. But are the Saints really that good? We don't really know whether they're really that good or not. So, uh, I not enough for me to be like yes sir on that one. I'm gonna have to go with a yeah sure. Love it, coming out hot out of the gates. Now, this 0-2 team lost to the Bengals in overtime at home, and then also lost to the Cardinals on the road off a could be a very similar missed field goal based on yardage and importance of the game. The Minnesota Vikings are not good as they are owing to yeah, sure, or yes, sir. I think I'm going to have to double down with a yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. And the reason being is because Dalvin Cook's going to be Dalvin Cook at some point. Thielen's still a beast, and Kirk Cousins is one of those guys that's good enough to give you a couple games that are going to be good quarterback games. He's he's the ultimate play good once in a while type of thing and and give you give you a, a glimpse of hope. So I think he's he's going to play good enough to like win them some games. Um, I don't think they're as bad as I guess you're kind of indicating in the segment and or you know what a zero and two record might seem to be. I don't think that they're like some great team or going to be like pushing for any playoffs or anything like that. But I wouldn't quite call them a bad team quite yet. Uh, I think bad in the realm of expectations where like maybe they were fighting for a playoff spot this year, you know, are they in that talks and whatnot? Maybe, but jury's out on that for me at the moment. So we're going to give you a, yeah, sure. Love that. Love the double down because now (laughs) that now there's another, another level of this where you have to be like, well, expectations versus reality equals happiness. Okay. Um, Someone told me that one time. Now, one of the most favorite in the crowd chants, it's a four syllable chant off a very high draft pick. And it goes like this. Overrated. Slap, 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 slap. Thank you. So 19, okay. 19 for 33. 210 yards, four interceptions against the New England Patriots. Zach Wilson, is he that four-syllable overrated? Or yeah, sure? Or yes, sir? We're going to have to stick with the yeah, sures. And the only reason uh, being is that Peyton Manning threw 28 interceptions his rookie year. So, you know, people forget that. And then, you know, he also went to win a Super Bowl, get in the Hall of Fame. Do things of that nature. So huge, huge forehead. Yeah. Huge forehead. Huge forehead guy. So overrated at this point, two games in. I can't uh, give you a firm yes on that. Four interceptions, not great. But we're also talking about the Jets. So the Jets are the Jets, and they're playing Bill Belichick, who probably knows them better than their own coach knows them right now. Um, so I'll get a yeah, sure on that one because I don't think he is overrated quite yet. Not saying it's not possible, but as we sit here, yeah, sure. Great. So as much as I wanted to um, make this intricate <laughs> and different, I'm also getting the same answer. So this is a learning moment I'm sorry. For me. Yeah. No, I'm no, sorry. no, no, no. <laughs> I think that they're all great, yeah, sure. Now, might be able to get you on this one. 
the Rams are the best team in the NFC West. They they beat the Bears. They're 2-0. Beat the Bears and the Colts. 49ers have injury, injury concerns. Cardinals and Seattle, they're just inconsistent. Pretty top-heavy on the offense. The Rams are the best team in the NFC West right now. Yeah, sure, or yes, sir? Yes, sir. Oh, let's go. And you didn't even have to like try to talk me into it because it felt like you were trying to talk me into it for a I second. Was, yeah, I was, yeah. You had me at NFC West. I think that the Rams definitely are because I, the biggest thing it feels like the Rams have kind of had somewhat holding them back is they've had terrible offensive line play and Jared Goff just didn't ever have an arm. He couldn't ever really create on his own. He was very, you know, dependent on playing off the play action, you know, having his first or second read be there, that kind of stuff. He's not – Stafford can go out there and just sling it. He's a gunslinger in, in all the best ways possible. So I think that they are the most complete team in the NFC East. NFC East is not where they're at. They are the most complete team in the NFC West, uh, and I do think they are the best team in the NFC West as well. So Very good. Good stuff. Now, this is not planned, but now I'm going to ask you a, a, a bonus question. Okay. My internet connection previously with my computer and now with my new computer that I upgrade is technically an upgrade. Yeah, sure, or yes, sir? Yes, sir. Absolutely. Okay. Excellent. <laughs> no what? No one's going to even think that's funny because like, okay, okay, sick. You know, but you know, we're just adding yeah. a second. Miles above. Miles above upgrade, so. Good. Miles Sanders, Miles Garrett, a lot of different Miles. Miles so, Teller. Miles Teller. Uh, he was a drummer in a movie where he got yelled at, I think. Booby Miles. You don't want to do this. <laughs> I don't. We don't 5,280 feet. That's one mile. What, what did he say? He yelled at, at Petey. That's on. Well, that's a completely you different that movie. Ball up that's a completely different movie. <laughs> Well, of course, it's a pl- completely different. You, th- you went from uh, Miles Teller to Friday Night Lights. Where do you no, think I'm going? I'm I didn't. Like, yeah, Friday Night Lights, Billingsley. No, I'm no, just going. I just thought you were going to, like, I didn't think you were going to go to Remember the Titans. I thought you were quoting, like, the same movie I was just referencing. Mm-mm. Yeah. All right. Anyways. I am versatile as well. <laughs> okay. Sorry. And if you want to talk about versatility, let's talk about our newest sponsor, an ad read that we do have, and now we have to factor into our segments and our podcasts. We have the first of many ad reads, and, and this is the first time I'm going to remember when I was supposed to, and I probably won't remember many other times, but here we go. An ad read, Micah, what do you have? Very excited to be presenting you guys with our very first DraftKings sponsored episode week two of football is in the books and now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week three with DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nfl to kick off another action-packed week DraftKings is giving new customers 150 dollars instantly when they bet one dollar on any football game listen up because you don't want to miss this Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 on any Week 3 game to receive $150 in free bets instantly. If Sportsbook is not yet available in your state, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. 
Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN to receive $150 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum of $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbooks for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. And that was our first ad read um, for DraftKings. So very exciting opportunity for us um, through the Pigskin Podcast Network, TPPN, DraftKings, big sponsor, no big deal. You know, I had a tweet earlier today. I said, sup, you know. No likes, no comments, no retweets, no big deal. But that is the official sponsor of the Ready to Take podcast and the Pigskin Podcast Network. So very excited about that. So let's move on. And and really, we earned this. I'll tell you that. We earned this opportunity. The Raiders went into, I'm not sure if it's Heinz Field still. Um, I'm going to call it Heinz Field. Pretty sure it is. Sure. We'll call it the Ketchup Nation of America. We went into Pittsburgh and the Raiders were victorious, 26-17 to 17 on the road on a short week. We usually break it down to where it's, it's more defined, where it's like, hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? I'm just happy. I'm just enjoying the dub. I have vibes, many, in the positives. And you and I watched the game together. So what are your takeaways? What are your takeaways from the game? Thoughts? Just share everything. I will share what I think. We'll cover it all. I know we will. That's how we roll. So. 26-17, go into Pittsburgh, win 2-0, Raider Nation. We will always stand up. Micah, how are your vibes? Yeah, as I you know mentioned earlier, vibes are great. They're really at an all-time high at the moment. After the Ravens game, watching the way that the defense line was getting to Lamar and the DNs were getting to Lamar, I was excited because Big Ben's obviously not Lamar. He's not as mobile. As Dan mentioned, he's not going to create with his feet, create space like that. So I was excited because I thought there's a good chance we get to him and we get a bunch of sacks and we're able to at least get a bunch of hurries. And and that's essentially what we did. I think Max Crosby body slammed him 16 times throughout the course of the game. But it was just, you know, it was stressful because the Steelers, they always just kind of have this aura of like, you know, their offense, if you need Ben to go out there and do something, get you a score. He can do that. He always he's always like in the pocket, gonna break a tackle, create something like in that regards. Uh Najee Harris, boy almighty. Jonathan Abram's gonna want that one back big time, but he had a bit pretty big stiff arm on Abram. But um, you know, that was that was very stressful throughout the whole game as well. Watching him run, just like he just wouldn't go down. And no matter where they hit him, high, low, wherever it was, needed about six guys to take him down. Just always seemed like they gave it to him. We'd stuff it in the backfield and he'd just roll off of it and get three more yards. So the run game, they kind of did what we thought they would uh, as far as the run game, just kind of like trying to punch us in the face. I think I think that's what uh, the, the reference you made. I'm just going to be grounded, grinded out and they're just going to try to punch us in the face. They did that with Najee. The Raiders did a good job at you know limiting crazy big plays, but in the end, the defense, they just really – stepped up they really proved that that ravens game wasn't just 
some happenstance that they came out and, you know, played well, even though they gave up points. Like they showed that they have continuity. They can fly to the ball. They can play disciplined and they can do what it takes to essentially help get a W. You know, there's three phases to the game. Defense has always been our worst phase and they showed out. They, they stepped it up. They did well. The offensive side of the ball, we had great plays. We were, we scored when we needed to, it, it, it was a little frustrating at times. I think the biggest thing, we got the win, we put up 26 points, but we had no run game whatsoever. And I know that our offensive line battled a lot of injuries, trying to get things going. They just they couldn't run the ball. We were talking while we were watching the game of how like our run game was just little dump out passes to the running back in the flats or little, you know, little check down tosses to to drake or whatnot and like that's what our run game was because we just couldn't do shit couldn't get a run game going now the fact that we can go out there and win a game in spite of not having a good run game i think that's you know some good positive to look at but i don't know how sustainable that is over a whole season don't think it probably is granted we didn't have josh jacobs i think that definitely makes a difference having him in there um if he's healthy so hopefully Moving forward, we can get the run game somewhat established. It was, it just wasn't there. I think at one point they put up a graphic on the screen and Drake had four yards and Barber had two yards or something ridiculous like that. Once again, DC kind of carried it on his back and uh, just was dicing him up and they didn't have an answer for him. Anytime he wanted to pass the ball, they could essentially pass it at will for the most part. So, you know, all in all, we played a better game than then. You know, we scored more points than they did, and, and that's really the only way you can win a football game. So, yeah, I think you see a lot of a lot of good things and, you know, uh, some alarming things on both sides of the ball, offense a little more so um, than defense. But we played great. I mean, like you said, happy. Happy we got a W. We went into the Steel City and came out with a dub. So I, I think that's it. I think it's – there's so many different things that you can look at um, defensively. I, I think we found our identity a little bit in a sense where we were able to actually sit there and say, we have injuries. They have injuries. Here are the Raiders again. We're going to f- fight in a phone booth, heavyweight title fight, punchy in the face, whatever reference I use, which are usually those three. I'm like, we're, this is just going to be it, right? And so what we are able to realize is like, hey, our defense is good enough to where we can just – play this game and we actually have a more explosive offense than they do. And I think in the third quarter, really the second half, third quarter and fourth quarters, we were able to understand that and say, Hey, we don't have to keep playing this dumb game, which is what you talked about where we can try to run the ball. It's just not working. We have, you know, we have line linemen coming in and out. We have Leatherwood getting hurt. We have, we're already banged up. We have good out who was out last week, all these different things. And so, Instead of instead of our we're just going to run the ball, it's going to be short passing. So we'll do short passing as our rushing attack, and then we will also get them in different personnel to stretch them out to either run the ball or to short pass or to also have this threat of a deep play, stretch the field with, with our wide receivers. And I think that also worked too. So I think the Raiders were able to identify that we're actually more talented and more explosive than these guys are right now because Pittsburgh doesn't have an identity on offense, and I think that was pretty obvious right throughout. So. Once we realized that, and then also we could kind of have our way with them on offense, we don't have to play their game necessarily. And so instead of just like going completely against the grain and just going five wide, we were like, let's slow the game down with them 
also spread the game out in a sense to where we can do these Renfro, Edwards, boom, Drake out of the backfield, take a shot, Waller, right? All these different things. And so Waller was was on this pace for, you know, I think it was a fifth or a sixth straight game of a tight end over 100 yards. And they, they doubled them the whole, the whole game. Yeah. They, they double teamed the whole game, which is great because that allowed us to, when we got in the right sets and the right personnel, we were able to exploit that. And so can you do that in 21 personnel with two tight ends? Not necessarily, not necessarily, but also like as you and I talked about throughout the game where it's like, okay, we don't have Jacobs. So let's bring in Moreau to help our run game. And then Moreau also helps our pass game. So we can be in these two tight ends and then get tight, flex them out, run Moreau, throw back shoulder like we did 17 yards on the field, things like that. We're able to exploit those things and, and get creative with the weapons that we have and utilize weapons as weapons, which is not to pat our back, pat ourselves on the back, but like we talked about this where it's like, hey, we have depth and we have all these you know weapons and personnel at different skill sets. So now can we use them effectively within the right game plan? So our O-line's banged up, no Jacobs, which he accounts for a lot. So we have Drake. We can't just be in the shotgun like Arizona was last year with Drake, right? And just utilizing that way. So we still have to hold our identity and then bring in Moreau and Waller, who both can block and both can catch. So let's help ourselves out by adding more blockers from tight ends to overcompensate a little bit for a weakened offensive line and then be able to throw the ball out of those sets, things like that. I think it was very creative. I think it was very thought out. And also, I don't think we truly figured it out until midway through the second quarter going into the third quarter where it's like, okay, I think we got a little something here. And the Steelers, like once again, you and I talked about throughout the game is it's like, we played them how we played Lamar on the defense side where it's like, Hey, we'll give you this. We'll give you six yards. We'll give you Deontay Johnson. We'll give you Juju here. Even if it's a third and four, you get five or six. That's fine. We're not going to lose sleep over it. We're also just not going to get beat deep. And so that's good to a point. And then what we did is we were a little soft and still played the run. But then also it's, it's the Seattle scheme is really the zone, the cover three where you have the depth behind you that's protected and covered, but they bring them in tight. And so when they bring the corners in tight and the safeties in tight, it looks like you're playing tight and you're, and you can still support the run if you read run. So we were able to bring those guys in closer and still play run, still play Najee because that's where they depended on. And then it was like just lay up, lay up, lay up, and we're going to take a shot. And then our guys still had the responsibilities to stick to their plan and still be right disciplined to know that th- they'll take the the twelve yard back shoulder because they're not going to take the forty five yard bomb over the top, right? So we were able to compress a little bit on the corners because of discipline, because of scheme, and also because of how Pittsburgh decided to go. And from that, I think we're able to force the issue a little bit. So when you saw those double moves or whatever, we were running with them down the field, right? And you're like, wow, we never see that. We always see them kind of playing this pick and choose game, which was the Bengals scheme, which was Paul Gunther's scheme, right? All these things where it's like, take a shot, take it's the cover two, right? Man press and then check them. Take the shot on the double move. And then if you miss, then there's someone there behind you, but safety's didn't have discipline, then there's just a bomb. And then it's, who knows? <laughs> shot in the end zone, right? So yeah. Now we have the discipline to say, hey, you can press them. And then if there's a bomb, you're not going to get beat. 
right? Or it's going to be overthrown because the cover is tight. And you're like, wow, I can't believe we have a guy trailing. Or he's trailing so long that he's not worried about the back shoulder because it can happen, right? So you saw Big Ben complete a couple of those where you're like, motherfucker, like they're nine and you're going to give up a seven. Yeah, I'm actually okay with that because at least we have the discipline to not jump that because we don't have help. Right. It's kind of just everyone is playing that assignment based defense and we're able to, you know, more, this is more so on the back, you know, back four, back five or whatever. So I think there's a lot of discipline shown there on the defense side. And I think there was like Najee, he's just Najee. Right. So it's just like, don't, we have to gang tackle. So if you get hit on the line and he gets four, great. It's better than not having assignments and then missing once Derek Henry. <laughs> Seattle game, like miss him once, miss him twice, gone. He is Derrick Henry. He is that type of runner where it's do not let him get downhill, stop him in his tracks because four or five yards extra is better than freaking missing it then and there, and then he's gone, right? So it's like I feel like somehow we're finally a part of our own rescue in a sense on the defensive side, and also it allowed our offense to say to get comfortable to where we didn't have to be – Hey, listen, because there's the difference between being down three scores and attacking an offense and then also being down one score and offensively, you're like, we have to score because we don't trust our defense, right? So there's a difference between like that where it's like, we got to make up for this, which is the, right, the the 20%. And then the 80% is just like, dude, we're in this game. We're down a score and we have to score or else. So does that mean we'd be conservative? Does that mean we take, you know, it's like you kind of remove your identity at that point on how you can be a, as an offense. And our defense has given us a chance to at least just fall into truly what our identity is and allow us to not overcompensate for what we got to take shots here and then make it more of a brain game, more about like just who are we and how do we want to establish ourselves? So I saw a lot of great as far as that's concerned. And, and it's not even that our defense is – the best defense in the league, but we have never been able to truly accept our identity and be able to be John Gruden's identity, which is not adaptable. I'm sorry. It's it's just not, it's just, he wants what he wants. And it, and if these things are in play and we execute at that level, it's freaking fantastic, dude. Like it's actually very effective. And so that's what I saw is our offense was able to be comfortable enough to get into that because our defense is saying, Hey, we can be a bend. Don't break. And also we can, get some stops on third down. And we can also con- like be like, oh, you thought that was, that was a touchdown? Here's a field goal. You know, whatever, right? So all these things, I have a lot of thoughts, as you can tell. But there's a lot of things I feel optimistic about to where what we can truly be with what we have. And and I think we're finding that sooner than most teams are finding that and most <laughs> sooner than we've ever found it on, on the Raiders' side. So Yeah, and well, and to touch back to your little part about – uh them essentially locking down Waller. I think one of the biggest things that we adjusted to was working with the fact that they're trying to shut down Waller. Biggest thing being that third and 10, whatever, whatever it was where he hit rugs on the deep bomb. Um, you know, they basically hoped that they were going to continue to try to double Waller, got Minka to bite on Waller and his little move with a little look there and the left rugs right over the top. So those type of things where you can like make those in-game adjustments, you can just see this is what they're doing here because of that. So let's run it. Let's try to expose it because there might be this weakness here and having the weapons to be able to do so now is fantastic. I'm going to throw out a little stat for you. Also run across these stats on, 
on Twitter. So, you know, take it for what it's worth. The Raiders, through two games, have only blitzed three times, and they're the lowest in the NFL. They're also ranked in the top eight in total pressures generated um, from their front. So if there's anything that really signals a change in in Raiders football, it's like being able to get pressure from the front, from the D-line, being able to rush four, you know, rush five, however you want to do it, and be able to get to the quarterback rush three, rush four, whatever you want to do, and not have to, like, send your linebackers to, like, make up for the fact that your guys can't get to the quarterback. Like, having the ability to get to them, put up these pressures, that is one of the biggest things that has just kind of been night and day with, you know, an old Raiders defense to, you know, what we're looking at now. So um, I think that just kind of helps just give you an idea of <laughs> how much of a better situation we're in now. <laughs> It just feels good. <laughs> it does. And, and it's hilarious you say that because that is a big part of what I plan to preview. Ah, oh, shit. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, 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 not at all. I think it's, it's, it's really, I think it's great because that's, that's the language we speak and, and you're so right. And because you're so right, I'm going to elaborate on that point coming up. Yeah. I think it's just all in all, you know, just, you know, enjoy this win. So many people, I don't know. So many people wrote it, kind of wrote us off with both games. I feel like I feel like it was like, okay, well, the Ravens were so injured, Raiders, you know, got a good squeaked out with a win, whatnot. Not a whole lot of people expect us to go beat Steelers, beat the Steelers. Still, one of those things where, um, you know, until we start off hot and then keep winning games when it comes to Week 13, 14, and 15, only then will I be not freaking out just expecting things to completely fall apart but with what we have seen these first two weeks i'm quite excited for finally having a defense you know absolutely and so let those narratives just play out how they will i'm I'm, as just as you i will be enjoying this win um and then just for an announcement um we will be recording our podcast for the time being on mondays um where we will recap um and then also preview the uh the upcoming week and and release it on on a different day so um i wanted to note that um as we will be trans transferring over and releasing this podcast of the preview on a different day but raider nation stand up as always enjoy the win for goodness sake let's eat some cake and just take pride we're two and oh on two tough games this isn't you know not to point the finger by any means this isn't the panthers this isn't the Jaguars, another 2-0 AFC West team. This is the Raiders who beat the Ravens and the Steelers consecutive weeks. Let's just be happy about that, and let's just take it week by week. So, as always, Raiders stand up. Micah, we do. We love them. We love the pod. We love the nation. Let's go. Sponsored by DraftKings. Shout out to uh, Al Sharpton reference in Mr. Deeds with goodness yeah. sake let's eat some cake yeah, where he says nice rhymes <laughs> as always we appreciate the love please share subscribe rate review give us those five stars on apple uh, itunes and, and podcasts follow us on instagram at raider take podcast um go follow andy um uh, underscore please andy mac underscore two underscore <laughs> I don't underscore I don't, Andy. Oh, it's on the screen. I'm well, this is, this is a podcast. So we're not, we're not looking yeah. on the screen. Uh, at underscore Andy Mac two underscore. Go follow him on Twitter. I don't know if that's why I don't have any followers because of the amount of underscores. I would be hard pressed to follow someone like that. But yeah. And the positioning, the underscores, they're not, they're not hard, but it's also like, 
It's not is easy. there is there one between the two or not? I don't know. Correct. Anyways, go sign up uh, DraftKings uh, Sportsbook. Go uh, get some bets in. If you use promo code TPPN, um, you will get $150 in free plays when you bet a dollar on uh, any one of the games. So get after it. Uh, it's a great way to support the podcast. Um, this is this new venture that we are in. Once again, that promo code is TPPN uh, for all new people signing up. But keep supporting the pod. I, I say it all the time. We always you know, have these these weird um, you know, things that we're doing and, and trying to expand on. This is the absolute biggest way you could support Pigskin Podcast Network, support the brand. Um, so we appreciate everything you guys do. We hoped you liked our recap. And till next time, we'll hit you with that Miami preview. Raider Nation, love you guys. Peace out, Micah. Thank you, sir. See you next time.